Welcome to the Natural Physique Podcast with your host, Chris Rendell. Please follow along as I share my journey into natural physique development, drawn from over a decade of training, competing and coaching experience, as well as insights from well-respected guests. This podcast will provide you with valuable knowledge to take your physique to the next level. So without further delay, let's get stuck into the episode. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of the Natural Physique Podcast and that's me finished the season completely. So that's a wrap on 2023. Um, It's been one hell of a prep. There's been ups, there's been downs, there's been a lot of lessons, um, but nonetheless it has been a very successful one. I did manage to achieve a, a win in an untested fed. Um, two second places and the most recent result at the WMBF Supernaturals, I came third out of a class of I think 17, 18 guys. So um, I can't complain too much. I know I'm competitive. I know I'm right in the mix there, um, but just missed out on the initial goal I I had set. Um, But it's just, you know, things are getting more competitive in the natural scene um, or in I guess in men's physique in in general so it's becoming a lot harder like this season was way more competitive than when I competed in 2021 so I know I'm doing all right um, which is the main thing and I will come back a lot stronger Um, but this podcast basically I want to recap summarize the whole season um, share my learnings um, share my thoughts my emotions um, and hopefully give you guys some insight as well into how I felt at each stage and, and provide some knowledge um, so you can take on some of these points into your own prep. Um, but I will start with the WMBF Supernaturals first, just kind of briefly run through that show um, and then we'll get into kind of the summary of the season. So if you're not interested in hearing about that bit, I'll t- try and timestamp down below um the the sort of summary section um so obviously the last podcast i did was a summary of the ukdfba finals and the pca british finals where i I didn't place in both of those shows um obviously listen to the last podcast if you want to know what happened there but it was a little bit of a low coming uh, away from the pca um british finals because before every show i do i always have in my mind kind of where I'd be kind of satisfied or happy with placing and I know placings aren't everything but I think most competitors will do this right so in the PCA British I was like I'll be happy if I get a first call out and and maybe place in that first call out obviously I didn't achieve that so there was that day of feeling a little bit down after the show Um, you know self-doubt creeps in I think that's natural Uh, I think that's to be expected but then the day after, I was like, right, we've got the focus here, the WMBF show. This is going to be an even playing field. I'm up against natural guys. We're all natural. Um, so it's going to be a lot lot more level and fair, I guess you could say. Not not fair because obviously the PCA British it is an untested fed, so that's the rules. But um, it's going to be a level playing field. Um, so that was the thought process. I knew that they were looking for bigger guys in WMBF uh, because I competed at the Dubai show and the feedback from the head judge was we like the size, you just need to come in sharper. So I thought, well, I've done that because that was eight weeks ago when I competed in Dubai and I've got a lot leaner since. Um, so I, I've got a really good shot here. Um, so the after the PCA British, we had that day off, I think Saturday we had a day off eating and then back to plan Sunday, Monday, Tuesday pulling back down. By Wednesday it was back down to that low weight, sort of baseline weight. And then um, the goal sort of uh, Wednesday and Thursday was to kind of back off the gas, keep food a bit lower, um, but just load from a fresher set point because going from the UKDFA finals to the PCA British, um, there wasn't a long period of time between that, so I was loading from quite a fatigue set point. However, seeing this now, um, fatigue was just accumulating, so I still was pretty fatigued. Um, but anyway, we loaded on the Friday, Saturday, same strategy we've always done. 
Friday, a higher day of carbs, 8.50, pulling back down on the Saturday. Um, actually, on the Saturday, I needed a bit more food. Again, just, I think, being sort of lean for so long and the physique just needing more to kind of respond. Um, so I actually had to add in a couple of cookies on the Saturday night in Birmingham, which was well welcomed. I um, thoroughly enjoyed them. I had to bin the other two cookies so they weren't sitting on the countertop. Um, two cookies in and then that brought about that fullness. So I think we finished on about 700 uh, grams of carbs on the Saturday. Waking up, um, I it's, it's always hard to tell on show day how your look is until you go back and compare um, because I tend to not really look at my photos too much um, or my checking shots I'm sending to my coach until after the show. I'm just like taking the shots and then pinging them over to my coach so he can analyse them and make the call on what I'm going to have in the meals. But it was a very similar strategy to the previous shows, to the PCA finals, the UKDFBA finals. The only difference here is obviously I was on stage just a little bit longer. We had learned from the UKDFBA show that I probably had a little bit too much food. But the important thing is you can't always just go by a previous result because things might be different. So the most important thing you've got on show day is just how you're looking. Um, and that will determine what you do in terms of food and water, salt, etc. Um, so we just kind of kept carbs trickling in and we just kind of maintained that look. But going back and actually having a look, um, there's, there's almost like this film of water over the physique, I think. And again, I think that's just from stress, fatigue, from doing the four shows back to back. So I'm going to get into that in a sec, but that would be something I probably wouldn't do in my certain next prep. I just think at that point, my, uh, my physique had almost had enough and it was a bit of a struggle to kind of load and to bring that crispness that I had back at the PCA qualifier and the UKDFBA finals. Actually, the UKDF UKDFBA finals was my favorite look of the whole season. Um, and that was one I didn't place in. So if I brought that look on, uh, uh, sorry, on Sunday at the WMBF, um, I may have got second place. May have. Uh, I wouldn't have got, I wouldn't have beaten the guy in first, but I might have creeped into second. And I'm going to get into that in a second. But um, so the, the whole day, the day on Sunday was, was brilliant, really. Um, I obviously competed at the WMBF Supernaturals in 2021. It was great then. That was the first year running it. Um, even better this time. Bigger. Had bigger sponsors. Obviously, we've got CNP who sponsor uh, WMBF UK. Uh, they had the cookie dealer there. I did buy some cookies. I think I bought four cookies. They're all finished now. Um, thousand calories per cookie. I honestly, I don't know how that's even possible because they're heavy. They're dense, but I just can't see there being a thousand calories in one of these cookies. So don't. If, if there's anything not to do, try not to have those cookies in between shows. Maybe have those cookies on your last show of the season uh, because that's a lot of calories. So I uh, had some of those cookie dealers really good, by the way. This isn't a plug or anything for cookie dealer. I'm not sponsored by them, but I was, uh, I thought they were like really overrated. I thought, oh, these look quite dry, but honestly, they're super like, like moist and if you put them in the um, oven for like seven to eight minutes, they, they come out unbelievable. I've never actually tried a cookie like that, so highly rate them. I'll be buying some in the future on special occasions though, because a thousand calories in a cookie just probably isn't worth it. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, really great day. I know quite a lot of people at the WMBF UK, obviously from competing back in 2021. Uh, I know Steph, like, um, I don't know if Steph's the president now, but uh, I know Andy wasn't there, but uh, I know Steph, vice president or president, because I've worked with Steph before with, uh, for posing. Um, and uh, I know I've had a lot of the judges or a lot of people working there on the podcast. Um, so uh, go and have a listen, shout out to Harry, uh, Charlie, um, David. They've all been on the podcast. So um, yeah, go and give 
give the episodes that I recorded with them a listen if you haven't already done so. Um, but yeah, just a really good day. Um, really good show, ran really well. Uh, it was split into sort of three sections. So they kind of had men's physique, a men's physique uh, class in each of the sections, which I thought was quite good. Um, I just think it, for a viewing experience, that's quite good because it keeps the sort of interest there, keeps the crowd in. And I think that's probably why they did it as well. Um, so I was in the third section of the day. So I was a bit later on. I think it was about six o'clock I was on stage um, and it was a busy class. Uh, so again, I think there was somewhere between 15 to 18 guys in my class. So straight away uh, seeing that, like I, I saw the kind of lineup on the morning of the show. I was like, right, this is busy. There's going to be a lot of competition here. So in my head, I kind of said top three. If I come top three, I'll be over the moon. I'll be chuffed. I know it's going to be hard to win the show. Obviously, that this was a show that was like, it's my chance for a pro card. Uh, but just with the level of competition, like starting season, I knew like winning a pro card this season is going to be was going to be really really tough. Um, so top three is what I had in my head. Went on, um, was called in the first callouts. Um, I think I was called. I can't remember if I was called first out or I don't think it was. I think it was called maybe like fourth out um, and then was quite quickly moved to centre stage um, and did quite a few rounds of posing. It's really hard to tell though because because I was kind of moved to centre and then out of centre a little bit. So I was kind of like, all right, I'm being compared here. I know I'm in the top three, but I don't know where I stand. And they really did work us hard. They had us doing multiple rounds. So I was called out twice. Normally, I think every show this season, I've only ever had one call out, done you know three rounds of posing and then been put back, but I was called out again for more comparisons. Um, so we were really hard, and this is one thing. I am so glad I put a lot of effort and work into my posing this season. Shout out to Kez, my posing coach, because he's been unbelievable. Obviously, he was Kez was on the podcast last week, so give that episode a listen. Um, he's helped me completely transform the way I display my physique and probably allow me to go up the rankings a little bit this, this season just from my stage presence, and my presentation, my posing. Um, and I felt confident with my posing. Um, I was able to hold the poses as well just from the, the amount of practice I did. Um, I don't know if I've spoken about it before in the podcast, but if you're practicing posing, don't just do it in front of a mirror. You need to do it in front of a camera where you can't see yourself so you know you're getting to poses okay. You're not adjusting mid-pose and be able to hold it for a prolonged period of time because they had us held in poses probably for about 30 seconds, 30 to 40 seconds. So at least be able to make sure you can <clears throat> hold the pose for 30 seconds. Build up to that. So when you're starting your season, Maybe start with rounds of 10 seconds, but then build up to at least 30, 40 seconds so that you know you can hold it. And obviously the, the, the main feature in men's physique is being able to hold the abs. If you're losing it on the abs, they'll, they'll notice that straight away and you could um, that could have an effect on your, your placings as well. So make sure you're able to, you, you've got that posing endurance, that conditioning to, to hold yourself through multiple rounds and for a long period of time. Um, so went through the rounds and then we did our individual eye walks. Happy with my eye walk. Actually got um, my eye walk was actually on the WMBF UK Insta page, which I was over the moon with because obviously I wasn't a winner. I came third, but um, yeah, so that was there. And then we had our pose down. Pose down is always fun. Um, but yeah, places were called um, Tom, shout out Tom because we've been kind of, I guess, had a few battles this season and um, obviously back in 2021 I beat Tom and Tom beat me at the British finals so this was our last battle, head-to-head -head battle to, to kind of decide who, who, um, who got the W for the season um, and Tom was called in fourth and then I was called out in third so 2-1, um, 2-1 two -one, two -one to me but Tom, I know he's going to come back fierce next time and he has he is seriously seriously leveled up this season um 
unbelievable, unbelievable physique and I'm sure he will be coming back for that pro card next time he steps on stage. I'll be coming back for it too. So if we meet again, it is going <coughs> to be a battle. Sorry, I've got something stuck in my throat. <clears throat> but anyway, third place. Um, I was over the moon, guys. Like That was the perfect end to the season. Uh, I would have liked maybe second there. I couldn't have beaten the guy who came first. Um, and then I got we got the scores the other day and I was one point away from the guy in second. So it was very close. I think if I came in a little bit, if I came in like I did at the PCA show, because that was my best look, uh, I probably would have taken him. Um, but it, as I say, it was really close and he probably beat me a little bit on shape. I don't think he beat me on presentation or posing either because my posing was probably the best it had been. Um, I made some small tweaks and adjustments on the day. Kez was there. Um, we managed to get the delts popping just a little bit more with an adjustment on the hand positioning on my hip. Um, so, yeah, really pleased with the package I presented. And, yeah, just a great way to, to finish the season. Obviously, I got the, the invite to the Worlds, but... Um, for me, it's some downtime and time to spend with Jasmine as well because we are off to Copenhagen next week. So that's going to be a great period just to have a bit of reflection, a little bit of downtime, some chill time. This week has ended up being a very busy week of work with a new start, um, getting some programs updated, getting this out, um, getting some you know uh, YouTube uh, footage together. In terms of YouTube, it's probably going to be a couple of weeks before I get out some videos of the remainder of the season just because I'm busy. I'm going away to Copenhagen. Um, but yeah, right. So that was the WMBS show. Let's have a bit of a recap of the, the season itself. Um, so first of all, I would like to give some shout, shout outs and special mentions to uh, some of the people who have played a huge part in this prep and who have contributed towards my success, my journey. Um, so a huge special thanks to my coach, uh, Vaughn. He has been absolutely incredible throughout this whole journey. He came all the way to Dubai to support me. Um, not many coaches would do that. So uh, honestly, he, um, he has played a huge part in my sort of journey. My, my, my coaching business as well has helped me to level up my coaching business, my physique. Um, so I can't thank this man enough. Um, so shout out Vaughn, obviously Kez um, for his work on my posing and presentation seriously helped me to level up my game. And I've probably gone up a few placings thanks to Kez's work. So again, I can't thank Kez enough. Susan, Susan Long I've had on the podcast. Uh, she's been an incredible help to help me level up my mindset. Um, and often this is something which is overlooked uh, when it comes to a prep is the sort of mental battle that you go through. And she's really helped me to stay positive and, you know, go in feeling confident and displaying my physique at its best. Because if you're not confident, you're not going to show your physique at its best. So your body language is a huge part in um, the way your physique shows on stage. And she's helped me tackle those tough periods where you come out a show, maybe not don't quite get the result you want but you're able to kind of take the lessons the learnings um kind of reaffirm your reasoning wise your self-belief and continue through so huge thanks to susan uh, a special thanks to my girlfriend she has been unbelievable incredibly supported throughout this whole journey she's just let me get on with it and um you know i've tried to make time but it is hard during a prep to, to have the same amount of quality time. And this next sort of week where we go away to Copenhagen is me giving back to Jasmine as well for all she's done to help me throughout this prep. You know, even when we're in Dubai, she's helped to settle me. She's helped to do things for me when I'm struggling, um, you know, help to go and get my food now and again, um, help to scrub the old tan off my back. So. Yeah, I can't thank Jasmine enough for, um, you know, going through this journey with me and supporting me and believing in me as well. Um, so couldn't ask for a better girlfriend. And I'm getting a bit emotional uh, now speaking about this but because um, these people 
so far I've had a really important part to play in my life and uh, in the season. So um, thank you guys, honestly. It means means a great deal to me. Um, and I, I want to mention my parents. So I, <laughs> my parents as well um, have been incredibly supportive of my journey. Um, starting this coaching business up as well. They believe in me. Um, when I went to uni, studied chemical engineering, came out and decided, you know, to my mum and dad, no, this isn't quite for me. I want to get into coaching. They believed in me and that's, you know, that's super important. It means so much to me um, to have such incredible supportive parents. Um, so yeah, I, I feel extremely blessed, extremely lucky. Um, and if I've forgot to mention you because there's plenty of others, you know who you are uh, and yeah, thank you for, for all the support um, and, and for believing in me as well. Um, so let's get into the season. How did it start um, from, or how did it go from start to finish? What were my lessons and emotions at each stage? So we started prep back in May this year. Um, and actually right at the beginning of prep, I had one of my best friend's weddings. So I think it was maybe like three weeks into prep. And then I had one day off where I just celebrated and enjoyed my friend's wedding. And that was the last time I properly drank alcohol, like drank a lot of alcohol. Um, so yeah, I managed to fit that in. and. You can do that, guys, if it's right at the beginning of your prep and you're going through a long prep. You can fit that in, but it's really only the one one to two occasions. I've obviously done podcast episodes on this, so have a listen to them. But yeah, the main thing was probably uh, starting, I was just that a little bit too heavy. Um, I started prep at 102 kilos, so... To begin with, I was actually just a little bit worried at the beginning of how slow things were starting to move because it did actually take a while for my weight to really start rolling and coming down. So it was 102 and it was kind of hovering. It took a while just to get below 100 and then I was like a little bit worried in the beginning and I probably expressed this in some of the earlier episodes, but I was like, I'm not gonna make conditioning, stage conditioning at this rate. Um, so that would be the biggest sort of lesson is don't start your prep at too high of a body fat percentage. I was probably carrying a lot more body fat than I thought and don't start at too heavy of a start point. I would have probably, if I was to do things a bit differently, uh, a bit of a pre-prep diet or at least get to that uh, probably like January of this year and then just sort of maintained rather than continue to gain because I was just really accumulating body fat at that stage. So should have started at a slightly better start point because I had a lot to pull off. Um, but things did get moving and, you know, sort of nine to 10 weeks in, I was feeling a bit more confident because the look was starting to come together. You always forget how lean you actually need to get as well. So when I thought I was quite lean, actually, I probably had another seven to eight kilos to pull off um, because I, I remember going through to train with my coach. I was like, I'm looking pretty lean, I'm ready. But then uh, looking back on that now, I'm like, no, you're miles off. Um, so there's always more to pull off. Remember that guys, if you are doing a prep, um, I would make sure you have a coach so that they can keep you right and kind of let you know what like true stage conditioning was. So when I was seeing my coach there and I thought it was lean, it was probably only like maybe photo shoot lean, but really I had quite a while just to get down to that sort of stage conditioning. So going into Dubai, um, I was fairly confident, um, although again, I hadn't competed in such a long time, had no idea of the standard in Dubai. I was always in the back of my head a little bit worried about how big I was and um, that's always been a continual theme throughout this whole prep is being worried with um, being slightly bigger and not being and uh, not really fitting the criteria um, and I wasn't sure what to expect there was a few guys I knew who were competing there so I was slightly worried a little bit self-doubty right at the beginning um, and did that show obviously I came second there uh, and was felt felt good of the result. I felt a, maybe a little bit hard done by, and this is just me being honest. Um, 
felt like a, a different set of judges might have got first uh, and it was again very close but then looking back again at my physique I just wasn't lean enough for Dubai uh, I still had a lot to kind of come off and in a sense that is a little bit of hindsight it was like ugh, should have started the prep a little bit lighter maybe came in condition but then having said that I probably wouldn't have got the results I did later on in prep if I came in too lean um, you know, I've taught, spoken about this before, you get too lean too early, the physique starts to fade and that's exactly what happened to me in 2021 when I went to the Worlds, my physique was starting to fade. Happened to me in this prep towards the end, my physique was just kind of fading off a little bit but also part in part doing back-to-back -back shows as well. Um, but after that, after Dubai, you know, I felt good a little bit, um, a little bit down because I just missed out and I thought this is a great opportunity to win the pro card. That was my goal um, and I felt like I just, just missed out within the smallest of margins to, to get that pro card again. Similar situation to back in 2021 at the, the Supernaturals again. So it was, uh, it was very close. Um, but... I could hold my head quite high and knew like because a lot of the guys there at the WMBF UAE show were that slender build and um, I was still coming out on top against some of those guys so I, and I got the feedback from from Andy from the head judge saying um, you know we like the size you just need to come in sharper so that was great I knew exactly what I had to work on and you know full focus on the WMBF supernaturals uh, towards the end of the season. So there was a little bit of gap, I think that was the longest gap in between shows up until the UKDFB at Heart of England. Um, and going into that, I had put quite a lot of pressure on myself because I won that show back in 2021 and was kind of expecting to somewhat do the same. Um, but we kind of just held that look from Dubai and maybe got like a tiny bit sharper, um, but we were kind of reversing there. Um, now, do I regret doing that? I don't think so. Like, I think um, if I hadn't done that, I would have struggled towards the later end and my look could have been even worse for PCA. So I think like going at that steady pace was probably the right move because I was like, well, the most important result here is the UKFA finals. So just get a touch sharper, but kind of hold off and, and don't dig too hard going to this show. So we did that again and um, going... Going into that show, I felt quite confident with the look. Um, I did experience some digestive issues um, on the loading and I felt like it kind of blew up my midsection a little bit. We went almost too much in the way of carbs and food, um, which we learnt from going into the later shows. And then on the day of the show, it was exactly the same. Um, so by the time I came to the evening, it just kind of overspilled a little bit. Uh, I don't think the stage shots do me justice at that show. I think they make me look really washed out. Um, I do think I look a bit bit better than those shots. Um, but we obviously we ended up coming second again at that show. Um, the guy who won, won the overall, um, not the overall, he won the British finals um, in, the, in the men's open physique. Uh, but he was great, looked really, uh, really good, but had that sort of slightly slender look to me again, just kind of a bit taller, um, tighter waist, better sort of V taper. I was like, hmm, maybe that's why I got marked down, but there was, you know, some smaller guys in that lineup as well. So it was kind of like, well, if I just come in a bit sharper, I might do better at the UKDFA finals. And that was exactly the plan after that show. So needed to come in sharper. So that was the biggest stint of digging did about 12 days of an hour Stairmaster every day. It's quite hard, but you know, I'm used to the physical dig. Like it's not, um, when you're in it, it doesn't feel that difficult really. Um, it's more, the hardest thing about this prep has been the mental battles that go on with not quite getting what, you, what you're looking for and some of the shows and how you continue forward and you know, sometimes self-doubt creeping in a little bit. But I felt like I've been pretty, I, or I got a lot better towards the end of the season, managing that with the help of Susan as well. Um, so we did get tighter. Um, the next show we tried was the PCA show. I oh, know, wait, was it the PCA? 
yes, it was a PCA show. Um, and originally I wasn't going to do this show. Like I was kind of 50-50 whether or not I was going to do it. But I was like, I want to give it a shot. I want to give it an untested fit a go. I'd always in my head thought, I'm never going to do well here because I'm just not big enough. Um, and doing that show was definitely the highlight of the season. Um, winning in an untest fed against guys who were pretty big um, and pretty conditioned, like high standard. And it really opened my eyes to the future, mate, potentially competing in some more untested feds just because um, my physique is favoured a little bit more there. I've got that bigger, bubblier look up top. Um, so I was just like, well, this has kind of opened my horizons a little bit. Obviously, the main goal is to compete with the WMBF, and if that was to affect it, you know, competing in untest feds, I wouldn't do it. But um, definitely in the future, like I probably will do maybe a PCA show as a warm up again. Maybe not the British finals, but certainly as a warm up, I'd do another PCA show. Maybe, maybe look at two bros or the two bros in that e scene natural quote-unquote natural <laughs> um i'll do two bros natty because again the guys are a little bit bigger there so um that's some considerations for next season so over the moon with that and that was the start of the back-to-back -back shows so the following weekend uk fa finals and going into that show really didn't know what to expect because of all because they put all the height categories together completely different physiques, some bigger, like Gregor, my prep bro who's been through this whole prep with me uh, going to shows. He's kind of similar to me, a bit shorter, but like same sort of size up top. And then there's some taller guys, the guy who won at the Heart of England, who had that slightly more slender look, Tom, Tom as well, um, who's got that more tapered look, uh, but very aesthetic, very sharp lines. Um, so I was like, I have no idea how they're gonna judge this. And I mentioned it in the previous podcast, but obviously I watched the juniors and Lawrence, um, who didn't place her, who has got phenomenal physique, but bigger like me, um, kind of set the tone for how I was going to do. I was like, I'm not going to do very well in here. So obviously we didn't place. And that was a bit of a low because I was like, where do I fit in in the natural scene? Um, am I men's physique? Do I have to go into bodybuilding? I love competing in men's physique. I don't know if I want to go into bodybuilding. So a lot of questions in my head um, after that show. But remember, I've always said this, and another lesson is, um, you know, a single result doesn't define you as an athlete. Different federations are looking for different things. So don't just kind of go down a tunnel vision sort of mind, uh, mindset with just, um, just one show result. So... You have to lift your head up high. You have to take that time to process the result, which is exactly what I did. A day of kind of feeling a bit down and experiencing that emotion and then coming out with a logical sort of reasoning and um, a plan to move forward and, and to kind of improve. So obviously I was like, well, they're not favoring my look here. Let's give the British finals or the PCA a go because they seem to favor my look being a bit bigger. So that was the plan. Going into PCA British, um, I kind of put no expectations on myself because I knew there was going to be big guys there um, like myself and I knew the standard was going to be a notch up uh, above the qualifier. But in my head before that show, I had thought like coming, I wanted to get the first call that was in place. And unfortunately, we just missed out on that. Again, I've explained everything in the last podcast. I don't think I brought my best. I do think the look was starting to fade. My best look was at that UKDFB uh, British, but from the stress of the result and the stress of pulling back down once again, I don't think it's my best look. Stress on the day of that PCA show. Um, and I think I was just overlooked a little bit. Didn't bring the stage presence that I had the, the show before. And that was a bit of a downer after that down moment in prep once again um felt a bit low uh, obviously getting no result back to back weekends but again you just have to you have to do exactly what i said there kind of soak up the emotions um speak to others speak to your coach try and process it and then we thought well let you know the wmbf it's um an even playing field again we know they want bigger goals uh, bigger guys from that result back in dubai um, I just needed to come in sharper, which is exactly what I've done. 
So on the lead up to the, the WNBF, I started to feel that confidence coming back. Um, you know, believing in myself. And the biggest thing is I'm just really proud throughout this whole season um, with how I've come back after every show. Like dealing with defeat has been a lot easier. Like I feel like I've got the tools to deal with that and help others as well. Like help my clients who are competing to deal with that defeat or um, how to take on board a win and, and stay humble with that victory because you never know what's going to happen in the next show. Um, so I felt like I've developed and learned a lot and kind of developed the skill set to kind of um, deal with defeat and deal with victory and help my clients. But I did feel super confident going to WNBF. I did exactly what they said to do at the, the UAE show. And um, going to the show, obviously, it was super competitive. The men's physique short class had about 18 guys. Medium had 18. I think there was a total of 55 men's physique competitors. So just crazy. Um, and I came third, and I'm over the moon with that result, to be honest with you. Finished the season on high. Uh, as I said, as I mentioned, the, the guy who won deserved to win. He was better than me, bigger than me. So that gives me a lot of hope for kind of going forward and kind of was the final piece of data I needed from my whole season to say, you know, I still belong in men's physique uh, at the WMBF and I still want to pursue it because it's the, the category I fell in love with. I love the posing. I love the look. I'm maybe not the most suited to a men's physique category. I don't have the smallest of waist, but I do think there's certain areas I can work on and I can play to my strengths, you know, being a bit bigger up top and having that stage presence, the, the presentation of my physique, the, the posing, I do think I can play on that. So um, it's kind of given me a lot of hope and kind of decide, it helped me to decide on what I want to do this off season. So that is a kind of summary of the season and that's what's kind of gone well. So um, I'm going to kind of recap there um, the, the things that have gone really well. And then I want to go through some of the things that I could have improved on and done a little bit differently from last time. So the wins of the prep, what went really well. Recovery and stress managed super well. A uh, big part of this prep has been keeping the exact same routine every single day. The time I eat in the morning, time I do my cardio, um, every meal is timed exactly um, to an exact time, which helps with food focus. Uh, I haven't done that in previous preps because part and parcel was having a different job, you know, being a busy PT. Um, and working on gym floor, sometimes that wasn't possible. Being an online coach is the perfect job for doing a prep uh, because you can manage your time down to the minute. Um, and then that's exactly what it did. And that just really helped re re with recovery and helped me to allow or helped me to manage my stress because I set certain times where I was having downtime. So a Sunday, I would always have as a down downtime sort of day so I'd go to the gym in the morning I'd do my cardio my ab training and then I'd have a sauna and then spend the afternoon with Jasmine we would go and go into town have a coffee at that that way I could get my steps in but I could also chill out come back in the afternoon and just chill on the sofa so that would be my Sunday um, and that really helped me to kind of manage my stress recovery was managed well because I was eating at the same times I was um, making sure I was getting massages every single month, taking the, the saunas. Um, obviously, I have had to manage a hip injury throughout this prep, but I think it has been well managed as best as I can. It hasn't got any worse anyway. It's probably improved, if anything. Um, so I just think I did that really well. And because I managed that, I kept my strength up at the gym. I didn't lose any strength really other than legs. I stopped training legs towards the end just with the back-to-back -back peak week so uh, today actually was the first time training legs in about a month and I was as weak as a kitten so maybe that but that comes down to probably not doing back-to-back -back shows like I did there and I'll get into that point in a sec. Um, I think how I responded sort of after each show and a uh, little note on sportsmanship like I've been I've grown up doing a lot of sports and been taught the importance of sportsmanship. So, you know, you have to be uh, gracious in defeat and humble in victory. 
I felt like I did that very well and you know obviously you have your moments like your emotion that you have to kind of you know have your own time to do that not the time with the time not to do that is backstage or at least you can I would say you can be emotional and you know cry and stuff but not to kick off and kick a fuss because it just doesn't look good on you uh, I've seen that happen a few times this this season a few competitors kicking off and it just just doesn't show you yourself in a good light so sportsmanship is super important it's important to shake the, the hands of um, the winner if you don't if you don't win um, and important to always have a smile on your face even if you don't quite get the result you want um, so yeah so I think the way I handled myself was was very good the way I kind of came out and responded um, mentally after each show was good but again that's thanks to a lot of the work that Susan has helped me with um, so yeah I think that went well Food, food focus was way lower throughout this whole prep. Again, I think just timings of the meals, uh, a bit of sort of maturity when it comes to um, my relationship with food and sort of all the tools that I've developed over the years as a coach as well and studying nutrition um, kind of allow me to deal with that a lot better, knowing, knowing things like food isn't going anywhere, food is a choice, I'm choosing to do this prep um i'm getting plenty of food to nourish me at the moment uh coming off the back of a show allowing myself to have a bit more freedom but then getting back on track and i felt so far obviously it's only been four days per show i've dealt with that very well too um whereas in the past obviously my first season i went completely off the rails felt really bad about myself but that, that hasn't been the case this time I've actually had really positive body image throughout this whole prep. You know, even if I don't quite get the results I want, I look at myself and think, wow, you have leveled up, um, your physique has leveled up. I feel extremely proud of what I've managed to achieve. Um, and yeah, just, you know, happy in my own skin and happy with my physique. I know there's areas I can improve on, but um, just, you know, overall very positive. Uh, towards the way I look and my, my sort of self-talk as well. Um, so I think they're the things that went really well um, throughout the whole prep and obviously the results as well because I did do well. Like I think a few people have said to me you were a little bit unlucky and sometimes the stars didn't quite align with my results uh, and I think that is the case obviously. Bodybuilding is very subjective. Sometimes it does depend on the judges on the day. And I think I've had the harder end of the stick on a lot of things, but um, I've done the best I can do. And that's all I can ask for myself. So overall, I'm very proud of myself and the results I managed to achieve uh, this season. What could have been improved? Done slightly differently. So I mentioned the better start point. So next time around, there's no need for me to get up that heavy. Obviously now I am a bigger men's physique guy even in the natural fed so I don't really need to push my body weight up to the extremes I did last off season. So coming around next time I will be in a much better start point to do the prep and then that also means the prep can be shortened a little bit and I can pre present my fresher look towards the end. Strategically line up the shows better next time around so I have my important ones right towards the end of prep where I should be at my best or um, you know within sort of close proximity but not within not back to back right so I think um, you know doing back to back shows I think it's okay for doing two maybe three at push if you're fresh enough for it um, but doing four right at the end when you're pretty fatigued at the end of a long prep I don't know if it's the best idea, um, at least for a natural competitor. It just didn't quite work for me anyway, I don't think. It might be different for other people, but uh, for me, I think, you know, doing those two shows back to back, I look my best. And after those, I think the, the look was starting to fade a little bit. If I look back at photos, um, PCA British and uh, perhaps this weekend, I, again, I need to collect the data from this. I need to see all the, the stage shots. But I just feel like there is that like little bit of a layer of fluid on those last ones over my physique. And I just feel like I was maybe didn't present that. Sh it's mainly my back. If I look at my back shots, they're not as good. Um, and there's not that, that sort of amount of detail in those uh, sort of last couple of shows. Um, physique wise, 
uh, some improvements. I think tighter waist. I know this is a bit bro sciencey, but I think I think almost pushing up really heavy in the off season had a bit of an impact on that because I think my waist got tighter like towards the end of the prep. But I think if I started at a slightly lighter set point, my waist would have been a little bit smaller. And like as I say, I don't have the best shape for a men's physique athlete. Um, I do have a bit of a blockier waist, but I do, like looking back on previous preps, my waist has been quite tight and towards the end there, my waist looked quite small. So I was like, right, next time around, if I start slightly smaller start point, that sort of fat will come away from the waist and, and I want to keep my waist fairly tight throughout this off season. So I'm not going for an extremely uh, big, big push up. Lower back, back detail, I don't think that was quite there and I think a large part of this was not being able to hip hinge throughout the whole prep because of my hip injury. So whether or not it made a huge difference, I'm not sure, but I definitely think it would have if I kept that hip hinge in, but unfortunately I just couldn't do that with this injury and I'm going to have to rehab back into trying to get a hip hinge back in because I do think it makes a huge difference to the, the thickness um, and the detail in the lower back. Um, so that is going to be something to try and rehab back into this off season and try and get the hip hinge back into my plan. I think overall, just a bit of maturity to the physique. I've got obviously the muscle there, but I think just having deeper cuts, deeper lines, um, perhaps some of that was a bit of the stress towards the end, inflammation, fatigue, whatever you want to call it. But I think I can have deeper dugout, dugout abs. Some of these guys' winnings have just got really, really defined abs. I think my midsection's good, but I just need to build that a little bit more. So if there's any area I want to build is definitely and get focusing on my abs once again this off season, off season. I did do it last time, but I want to up the frequency a little bit more. Last off season, I was only really training once, twice a week. I want to make sure that's a thing three times a week that I definitely keep in. Um, and then I think just the sort of maturity and deeper cut lines will come with just holding, holding my physique for a long time, just getting strong at a slightly lower set point. So I want to come back up to about sort of 94 kilos and last obviously last off season I was about 102 and I would just hold my physique there and just get strong and, and a bit of a healthier sort of off season in a sense. So that kind of leads me I guess onto the plans and what I want the plan uh, the plans competing and going forward. So the goal now is 2026 or at least that's going to be the goal for me um, starting off. I'm it, I doubt it's going to change to 2025 because I have a lot of sort of life um, things that I need to do and I want to focus a lot on my coaching business. Um, so 2026 is probably the next time I step on stage. And I do want to stay in men's physique. I'm not hanging up the board shorts because I just, I love competing in men's physique. Um, it's where I think I belong. Um, obviously I'll be competing in the WNBF. I don't need to push on a ton more size and that's exactly what I'm going to do this off season. Just kind of maintain, um, be healthy, focus on my fitness as well. I want to just kind of get quite fit. Um, that doesn't mean I'm going to be doing functional hybrid training. It just means I'll be doing a little bit more cardio because I love the style of training that I do. There's a reason why I compete and, you know, in, in uh, physique sports, not in sort of functional fitness stuff because I love the training for it. Um, so yeah, I'll be staying in men's physique. Whether or not I do bodybuilding with the UK DFBA, I'm not too sure, but probably not, to be honest with you. I'd rather just completely focus on that. And I, as I say, I'll probably do like some two bro shows, some PCA shows next time around as well. I know uh, Josh, if you're listening to this, Josh, he just went and did the summer shredding over, summer shredding classic over in the States, Chris, Christian Guzman show. He did really well there. So, you know, that could be an opportunity as well, doing more international shows. Obviously, I did Dubai this year and that was fantastic and thoroughly enjoyed the experience, but it is expensive. So hopefully I'll be earning a lot of money by 2026 and I can have the opportunity to maybe do a few more interna international shows. But plan is probably to do a few more international WNBF shows in Europe. Um, so yeah, that's the goal in terms of competing wise. 
at the moment, my priority is to get my health back, uh, to get biomarkers back to a normal place. I'll probably do some blood work as well, just to see where things are at, see where my test is at, because it'll probably be in the gutters. Um, and then my main priority is to get this hip back to normal and try and really rehab this. I might may get some more physio appointments, try and get a scan on it, see what exactly what's happened. Um, but I do want to be able to hip hinge again. That's a top priority for me. So I programmed in a stiff leg deadlift, but we're going to start super light on the training plan. So training wise, I'm going to move to a four day split just for recovery purposes. Um, again, it's going to be heavily focused on the areas for men's physique. Uh, I know I need to bring up my back or back development. So uh, priority for this block will be focus on back. There's a lot more pull work because last time around I did a lot of push work and I know I brought up my delts in my chest. That was one area that really did improve uh, my top shelf, my arms, my chest. So that will be obviously still a, a, a large feature of the program, but uh, a little bit more frequency on sort of pull-based movements. Um, so the split I'm opting for is a push in arms, pull, density day, which is mainly sort of hamstrings, quads, uh, back in there as well, glutes, uh, and then another push and triceps day. And then every second weekend, I'm going to add in some leg and pull accessories. So it's going to be sort of four day split, but every second week I'll add in a fifth day, which is going to be just a little bit lighter. Um, and what else? What else? Yeah, keeping higher levels of fitness, as, as I've already mentioned. So I want to keep my cardio in. I want to keep cardio in at least four times a week as well, uh, just because it helps me with my routine. So when I like to do cardio, it's first thing in the morning. So I usually get up first thing in the morning and I will go straight to the gym to do my cardio, fasted, and then come back. And it just really helps me to set my routine and, and sets the day up right for me. So I'm going to keep that in. And then continue to build abs, as I say, I'm going to up the frequency of that this off season to three times a week rather than just once or twice. And because my abs are there, they just need a little bit more thickness, a little bit more cut out. So that's going to be it from me today, guys. I hope you got a lot of valuable insights from this podcast. Maybe you've learned something for uh, your season if you're competing for the first time. Uh, then perhaps you can take away some of my learnings into your own season. Um, and if you do need some help uh, to get in shape or, you know, step on stage for the first time, please drop me a message on Instagram or simply go and fill out my inquiry form link in the bio. Let's jump on a call. Let's discuss your goals and we can decide whether or not you're ready to compete next year. I imagine if you do jump on now, it will be more like 2024. Um, if you're going to compete because now is getting a bit late for kind of jumping on coaching I would recommend um, you know starting earlier rather than later you need to be finishing your off season so we can get to know your body how you work if you want to present your best on stage next year um, so anyway I'm going to leave it there for today any questions fire them away and I will catch you guys in the next podcast